back, everybody, to the Ronin Rabbit Podcast. My name is uh, Ed Moore. I'm the host for your show today and, and every show so far. This is episode five. We're going to be discussing in the main topic of the show the Usagi story, Horse Thief. Uh, first, a couple little house cleaning items uh, as far as feedback. Uh, no real feedback, although I did get a uh, an email from Steve this week with quite a bit of, of information about Usagi and about Mr. Sakai. So uh, thank you, Steve. I do appreciate that very much. haven't had a chance to go through everything, um, but I will. Uh, I definitely appreciate that. also want to make, um, well, I guess it's not really a correction. It's, it's more an addition than anything else. Concerning the first Usagi story, I believe Stan just titled it Usagi Yojimbo. Um, concerning the goblin of Adashigahara, uh, turns out that in my research, again, thanks to the information that Steve sent, sent me, that there is a Japanese fairy tale that deals with the goblin of Adashigahara. I found a, a good... Uh, might be the the entire actual little fairy tale on rickwalton.com I'll include that um, URL in the show notes on the reader feed page for this episode so that was cool that that we found that interesting interesting little fairy tale you can see the uh, a lot of, of influence in Mr. Sakai's story uh, having come from, I would presume, I don't know for sure, but I would presume knowledge of that of that fairy tale. As I indicated, the uh, the Usagi story this week, or this show, is Horse Thief. It first appeared in Critters, Volume 1, Issue 3, from Fantagraphics. That came out in August of 1986. The only character pretty much is Usagi himself, I don't believe there are any other characters that appear that are going to turn out to be reoccurring. As um, as Usagi is continuing his hero's quest here, we see that he comes upon a, a small plain down in a in a valley in front of him where there's a battle going on, probably 20, 30 people, and he determines that it's a bandit attack on another group. Um looking through the battle scenes that have been drawn I'm not sure how Usagi came to that conclusion there are not any crests or any uh, family symbols available or anything like that so uh, my only assumption is that it's just the hero's ability to tell the right side from the wrong side although in this case it's kind of questionable that there's a right side but he rushes down uh, into the fray jumps into it head first and starts dispatching those individuals that he knows to be bandits. So uh, after having uh, dispatched those that uh, that he could get a hold of, the rest leave because they presumably have finished their task. And as Usagi surveys the battlefield, he sees that all the, uh, the one side are dead, uh, indicates porters and guards and that the bandits have made off with everything except a lone horse. So, uh, being an opportunist, he takes the horse, rides into a nearby small 
town village to uh, to sell the horse and at least make a little bit of money off of it. He stops at a small inn, um, orders him something to eat so that he can rest and uh, also rest his uh, backside. Having been a while since he's ridden a horse, he's more sore than he normally would be in his travels. And as he's eating his bowl of noodles, he overhears uh, someone talking about needing a horse. And he um, inserts himself um, in, into the conversation and says, you know, he happens to have a horse uh, and he is in need of, of some money, so perhaps some sort of uh, business deal can be struck. Well, the other individual indicates, no, you know, there's there's no way that you could have a horse that I would need. I need a, a fierce war steed from a noble lineage, the, the other gentleman indicates. So Usagi goes outside, or they both, apparently, I'm sorry, they both go outside, and Usagi shows him the horse, and come to find out that the horse belongs to, or belonged to, past tense, this gentleman that Usagi is trying to sell it to and this gentleman starts yelling for the police Uh, we find out that this is a magistrate and he starts yelling for the police because he assumes that Usagi has his horse that had been stolen and so Usagi must be the thief as the magistrate is is yelling for police assistance Usagi jumps up on the horse and, and rides out of town to get away being pursued by a group of um, law officials, kind of like a posse, I guess, if it were in the Old West, we would call it. So he determines that, uh, Usagi determines he's going to run into the forest to try to lose them in the in the forest rather than riding through the plains that he, he's a part of and this village is in. And after riding a bit in the forest, he comes upon a... Uh, a house or a temple or just a, a, maybe the headquarters of the bandits that earlier he had dispatched. He feels he he believes seeing the horses outside that the this is this is a, a horse trading outpost. So he goes in to try again to sell the horse and, and make a little money off of it. And at that point, he realizes that these are the bandits that he waylaid into earlier in the story so yet another battle ensues and while this battle is going on the uh, posse uh, rides up on this house as well and they jump in and enter the fray because looking around they see that there are uh, boxes that have the clan's crest that the magistrate belongs to so they recognize these as the the bandits that waylaid part of their party earlier and took all the possessions so they jump into the fray too now the the battle is basically twice as large as it was and we have the magistrate and his men and the bandits fighting each other with with Usagi in the middle and uh, as they continue to fight, Usagi manages to slip out, hops on the horse, and, and makes his way away from the battle, leaving these two 
uh, parties to, to continue to fight. On into the woods, Usagi runs into a, uh, a pair of woodcutters trying to haul a large uh, load of wood in a cart. And he suggests that the horse would be useful to them because they're having a hard time moving the cart because of the load of wood on it. And they, the woodcutters indicate, well, most definitely we would appreciate the horse. Uh, we lost our horse just recently because a, a magistrate came by and he commandeered our horse. So Usagi leaves them the horse and the irony of the entire situation uh, just makes him laugh and he is laughing as he continues on his journey leaving the horse with the with the woodcutters didn't really we weren't really introduced to any uh, any new terms or, or words in in this story that I that I saw I don't believe I missed anything did notice that um, there is an appearance here at the end of the story of characters that will I believe continue to pop up periodically through uh, up until current and that's these woodcutters and they they'll be used for different effects humor uh, they'll be used as part of the drama of the ongoing uh, story just however Mr. Sakai wants to use them but they will be inserted from now on I believe in in different situations at different times so this is the first appearance of yet another recurring uh, character, but not a primary story-carrying character in these two woodcutters. Okay, I guess that's that's it for uh, for the horse thief and, and anything else I, I wanted to add. Uh, the story was only about nine pages long, so this is this is pretty short. Uh, hence the the show today is pretty short you do want to contact uh, leave any uh, any feedback anything like that you can drop me an email at usagipodcast one word at gmail.com the website for the show is thereaderfeed one word dot com and that's all spelled the way it sounds uh, that's also will I'll add that link uh, on which I found the uh, Goblin of Adashigahara fairy tale, rickwalton.com. There's also some submenus to that. It's it's not just Rick Walton. So I'll drop the entire URL in the in the show notes. If you do uh, download this from iTunes, I would definitely appreciate uh, an iTunes review. It, it helps other people find the podcast. Plus the the feedback like that is the um, is the currency um, that podcasters use you know that's that's how i get paid basically is from everybody's feedback that's that's my compensation for this that's what i that's what i look for that's what i ask to receive so it's it's kind of the 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 coin of the realm if you if you will of of podcasting is that feedback from from listeners to let us know what they think how it's going if they enjoy it if they don't you know you guys know what feedback is like um oh and speaking of which i i want to uh thank everybody that's returned to the show but also I want to welcome those that this may be your first podcast um, I have reason to believe that there might be some some new listeners pop in this week because of some uh, 
postings I've seen on other Facebook pages. So I appreciate those postings, uh, folks getting the word out about the show. I, I appreciate that quite a bit. I do want to give my thanks to uh, Steve, um, who has been making these posts on other Facebook pages that I've seen, and, and also for his information that he sent me earlier this week that hopefully will help me tighten up the show a little bit and give me a little bit more meat to throw into these as, as we go along. I want to thank Mr. Coward for his uh, technical assistance, for his hosting assistance, everything that he does, and I want to congratulate Derek and, and wish him well on his uh, new business venture, shall we say, that's going to be starting up soon. Um, that's That's good news. And I think that's about it for this episode. Um, If you guys want to let me know what's going on, do so. Uh, Stop back by uh, the reader feed and see when the next episode goes up after this. I appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. This is a Teal Production.